to Body Pollock with D. This is episode number 10. My name is D. Katz Shachar, and I am a public health promoter. I've attained my MPH from Tel Aviv University on the research track, and I am a fitness trainer with over 17 years of experience and specializations in corrective exercise, women's fitness, and Pilates. I am also the founder and trainer of Bodyholic, the global health and fitness platform and community, and I'm the author of the book, Rip It Up for Good. This podcast is a part of my effort and mission as a public health professional because I believe that real science-based information and knowledge is power. And my job in this life is to empower you. I want you to have high and sustained energy throughout the day. And I want you to feel better than you have ever felt before, during, and after your workouts. In and out of your clothing. And not only physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. I just want to make a quick note about my sinuses and how blocked they are. So it took me a while to record today's episode, but I'm getting better. And so it's important that I record it because today's episode is essentially the opening episode of a longevity series. What you can expect from today's episode is the unfolding of the topic of ageism, which is extremely important as I see it. It makes my heart race and skyrocket because our population is getting older and older. And as we live longer and longer, I cannot accept the dismissal of millions of people from work, which both doesn't make sense on an economical level. And I mean, not putting to use experienced people who have over a decade, perhaps two decades ahead of them, rather than have them live off social security and pensions, okay? But also, it is extremely harmful to their health and well-being. I also discuss the Madonna aspect of this past week and her face, But please be patient until later in the episode to hear my take on it. And just before we dive in, I want to ask you how your training is going. What does it look like right now? Do you work out in a gym? Do you train with a personal trainer? Do you do group fitness in a studio? Or are you like me? Which means you like to work out hyper-focused in the privacy of your own living room with minimal equipment. So personally, before I started Bodyholic, I did not even think about what I was going to wear. It was just all about getting the workout in and training super hard, super focused. So, I mean, it was to the point where I was usually in my underwear. Now, The only thing that has actually changed is that I'm slightly more clothed, but I do stick very, very closely to my schedule, and I waste no extra time in the day, 
and I have now opened my training up to the public. So it's totally transparent. It's on bodyholic.fit. So if you're into training with my with me and according to my schedule and with a community of incredible human beings from around the globe, check out bodyholic.fit. And also, I want you to know that there are plenty of people who train on Bodyholic and do not follow my schedule. They go right into the Pilates channel or uh, right into the Mindfulness Strength Flow channel, and that's totally fine, okay? So you can really kind of make your own uh, agenda. Now, I want to talk about ageism. Uh, it's, it's a very, very real workplace threat, and it actually pertains to both people under the age of 40 as well as people over the age of 40. So, so what is ageism? It's a prejudice and a bias as it is the reduction of a human being's capability and aptitude and skill using age as the as the background excuse. You're already seeing that my heart rate's going up. It, it's weird because people are actually living longer. So how does this make sense to keep things the way they were when we have doubled our life expectancy when comparing it to the life expectancy in the United States in, in the 1900s. I mean, before 1920 in the United States, women weren't even allowed to vote. Before 1965, black and Latino women were not allowed to vote in the United States. So with that in mind, does it make sense at all to anyone that we hold people back from working well past the age of 66? Like, where... How are we still in this primitive mindset when considering that the world is very different today than it was over 100 years ago? 100 years ago, even 50 years ago, people are living longer and want to work longer. Don't you think we should have every right to accumulate retirement savings that can actually support Longevity. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, reports that 67% of people in the workforce between the ages of 40 and 65 plan to continue to work after they reach the age of 66. However, I am very sad to see workplace longevity is not keeping up with the demographic lifespan longevity. The American Association of Retired Persons, the AARP, held a widespread survey in 2018, and it found that 60% of employees 45 years old and older report experiencing and or observing age discrimination and nearly 95% of them say it's common. And upon looking at the tech industry, they found that 70% of them experienced and or witnessed age discrimination. 
I want to make an important point regarding ageism in the workplace. It applies to both younger and older employees. Older people are overlooked when it comes to promotions, and they are also left out of continued training and further development. I'm seriously getting just pissed off talking about this out loud. Older people can be taunted. They can be bullied at the workplace. We saw this in a really nasty lawsuit against the large toy company Mattel, I will post the link so that you can read all about it. Let me just take a sip. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, hyped up. <laughs> but younger employees are often overworked and underpaid. And there are practices against younger employees that are extremely harmful to their health and well-being. So since I don't want to go off the longevity topic too much, We're going to stick to the older population. But just so you know, ageism in the workplace applies to both above 40 and below 40. Let's get into the recent roundup by Yale psychologist Becca Levy and her team of academic findings that revealed the negative impact of ageism on both individuals and organizations. So I'm just giving you the the notes here. People with positive beliefs about aging live longer than those who internalize negative beliefs and stereotypes about aging and getting older. Negative beliefs about aging increase a person's risk of experiencing a cardiovascular event such as angina attacks or stroke later in life. More than 95% of studies have examined that have examined the connection between ageism and health over the past 25 years have found that ageism result in worse health outcomes. So we clearly see the correlation. In the U.S., one out of every $7, okay, so that's a little bit over 15%, spent on the eight most expensive healthcare conditions among people ages 60 and older is linked to ageism. Research suggests that 93.4 of the people ages 50 to 80 regularly experience some form of ageism in their daily lives. Educating people about the aging process and providing opportunities for younger people to interact with older people are effective ways of reducing negative attitudes toward older people. I am linking this to the bottom of the podcast, and you can take a look at the findings. I want to take the organizational well-being stance for a moment and just say, listen up, companies. C-level execs, age-related lawsuits are becoming more and more common because I'm happy to tell you that ageism awareness increases. And even though the Age Discrimination in Employment Act protects workers under 40 and older in many cities and states, they have already passed employment legislation protecting all ages from age-related discrimination. C-level people, please start educating yourselves and your employees about the topic and hold 
engaging and all-inclusive activities for all ages in the workplace. It's 2023. The work environment should be absolutely inclusive, not racist, not misogynistic, and certainly not ageist. Get with the freaking times. Set the pace and the safe space for feedback and discussion. Set the standards. It's the right thing to do for the people in your organization, and it's the right thing to do for your business. (sighs) So on that note, I would like to get into one more topic that has been very hot all week this week. It is right now uh, mid-February 2023, and I think it very much has to do with ageism and um, misogyny. So Madonna's speech, when introducing Kim Petras and Sam Smith in the 2023 Grammys, actually, no one paid attention to her speech. So what she did was she spoke to the trans community. Instead of focusing on her speech, which was really important, everyone talked about her face. And I invite you not to look at her face, but at why Madonna feels the need to undergo plastic alterations to her appearance. And then she's made to feel bad about it. It's like, it's a lose-lose situation. She can't win. First of all, whether you want to go under, whether you want to undergo cosmetic interventions for your appearance or not, I'm of the opinion that it is your freaking business and your business alone, and no one on the planet has the right to judge that. Now, if we as a society should be judging anything at all, we should be judging and taking a very close look as to why people, and especially women, feel the intense need to keep up a young, wrinkle-free appearance. It stems... I mean, guys, seriously, it stems from fear as I see it, the fear of not being accepted and the fear of being treated poorly because of prejudice due to aging. So first of all, we go ahead and judge and ridicule the aging face or the aging female face and body for the most part. Then we judge and ridicule her or him for the interventions driven by anxiety and fear. So I invite us to leave people alone graciously, let people age gracefully, with or without cosmetic interventions. Who cares? Madonna was talking about the first trans woman to perform at the Grammys, and she even writes this, and then then she won a Grammy, which is a much, much bigger deal than anyone's cosmetic choices. Women and men live way past the age of 45 now and are still not celebrated. And as I talked about this through the whole episode, they're not even given a fair chance. So let's change that. It's freaking unbelievable and infuriating. (laughs) Like, yeah. 
Moving on, in the next episodes, we're going to be talking about longevity on different angles, but I did feel it would absolutely be wrong and unjustified to not surface the topic of ageism first. So thank you so much for listening all the way through. I really appreciate it. And folks, if you enjoyed today's episode or if you were moved by it and felt that you benefited from it, please let me know, let other people know so they can benefit from it as well. Sharing is caring. Actually, it's word of mouth that is the major game changer. And if we can help someone else and increase his or her quality of life by just saying, check out this podcast, well then how awesome is that? And you and I both know that making lifestyle changes may seem daunting at first, but it's all about going slow, it's going small, and if I can support you in it, then that's amazing. I know you've got this. Feel free to reach out for support or requests and or questions on the Bodyholic Instagram or on www.bodyholic.fit, which is F-I-T. I answer every single message, even if it takes me a while to respond. Thank you so much for joining today's discussion, and I'll see you next time.